This is the OTP presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. See how much you can save on your health coverage with Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get a quote today at fbhp.com. With the venerable Amy Wells, I'm Mike Keith, and we are glad to have you with us on this Thursday for the official Titans podcast, better known as the OTP. Lots and lots of swirling. There is a lot of swirling. It has been a very busy week here at Ascension St. Thomas Sports Park. I can never remember a post-bye week like this one. You know, uh, on Monday morning after the bye, I mosey very casually into Jim Wyatt's office. And I was like, Jim, good to see you. How was your bye? Pretty slow week, right? Because my brain didn't really click into what exactly was happening this week. And he just kind of looked at me like I was a crazy person. And he goes, no, there's a lot going on. (laughs) And it was like all of a sudden I was jump-started. And I was like, oh, my gosh, there is a lot going on. Well, yeah, for me, it was really interesting because I have had the pleasure of speaking at the Evansville Quarterback Club, the downtown Evansville Quarterback Club, for 20 years. Whoa. And when the schedule came out in May – they contacted me and said, do you have a date? I said, well, what about the Monday after the bye weekend? They're like, that's great. So we put it on the schedule five months ago. Who would have known that would be the day we would announce <laughs> an agreement on a new stadium? Who could have guessed? Who could have, <laughs> who could have foreseen that one coming? So Monday ends up being kind of nuts. Up to Evansville, straight back. Um, all the stuff we did on the stadium. Uh, As I talk with people all over the place about the stadium, uh, Titans fans are so fired up. It's it's so exciting. It's been really fun to be just kind of around the city and hearing all of the Mm -hmm. buzz. It's the only thing people want to talk about, which is so fun. Um, And it's just, it's an exciting time. But let me say this too, though. Evansville is awesome. I don't want that to get lost in the conversation about the stadium from my standpoint because I mentioned Evansville, and it sounds like I'm bypassing it. We have a lot of Titans fans in that part of Kentucky, which is that northern part of Kentucky, into that part of Indiana because Evansville is actually closer to Nashville than it is to Indianapolis. It is. Now, I sat with a guy whose son works for the Colts on their scouting staff. Oh, that's awkward. It was kind of awkward. I mean, you can't – what are you going to say to him? You can't talk to him about work because you might be giving away the no, trade secrets. No, what I did is I lied about a bunch of stuff. Oh, that's I told right. him we were moving My, somebody to quarterback. And, that's called strategy. Yeah, yeah, I did. I mean, I told him every fi- – no, he was very – I just he lied was, to him. He was very nice. And uh, son has a big job with the Colts, and it's a big game. And, you know, they think they've got a lot of things solved, especially with Dennis Kelly at the left tackle spot. They think they've – figured that out and you know knowing Dennis Kelly he's going to give them smart crafty play wouldn't surprise me in the least if he doesn't stabilize their offensive line I hope not yeah (laughs) as much as I like Dennis Kelly and I do um you know that's a that's an interesting take we'll see yeah it absolutely is it seems that in the last couple of weeks since we last saw the Colts they've gotten their feet under them they've kind of figured some things out within that offense it's going to be interesting to see what they do in the event that both of their running backs are coming back um they're coming back I've got the injury report right here well there you go I I mean they're both going to play Naheem Hines was a full participant today Jonathan Taylor was a full participant today 
Shaq Leonard, the linebacker, was a full participant today. Uh, Kylan Granson, their tight end, who's had a little neck injury, full participant. Stephon Gilmore, full participant. Ryan Kelly, full participant. Yannick Ngakwe, full participant. I, I mean, come on. They're all playing. Well, they I mean, they've got 13 people on this injury report. It's the most thorough you will ever see. Well, but they're it's, not going to get fined. Nope, they're not going to get fined. I've never seen a person. Shaq Leonard is listed on here as concussion slash nose slash back. Typically. Well, but they have to. They because, have to list all well, of the, because his he, ailments. Well, because he's coming back from a back surgery. Yeah. And so that's still a part of, I mean, if you're being honest, I mean, if he's doing anything towards his back, which I would guess he goes in and does some sort of treatment trying to further strengthen his back. He broke his nose. He did. When he ran into his teammate on the Chigakonkwo touchdown, he broke his nose and knocked himself out is what he did. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't. Great. As Mike Vrabel said, it was very good that Chigakonkwo didn't take any part of that lick because, I mean, it was friendly fire, but, I mean, he clocked himself out. Yeah, it wasn't good. Um, but you just don't usually see, especially all over the body, kind of. He's Well, but again. He's got a lot going on. What you're doing here by putting everybody down is you, you, there's no chance you're going to get fined. If, if any of these guys do end up playing or don't end up playing or anything, you could say we listed everybody. There were no surprises. Yep. Nope. They are. Thorough. So the Colts are healthy. Yes. Um, the only guy I wonder about is Kiki QT, who is uh, a backup wide receiver and kick returner. Maybe he's coming off a concussion. Maybe he plays. Maybe he doesn't. Did not practice on Wednesday, Thursday, limited participation. For the Titans, uh, Zach Cunningham, elbow, did not practice second straight day. Joe Jones, knee, did not practice for a second straight day. So two inside backers. Um, heading the wrong way, you would say. Fullback Torrey Carter with a neck injury. He was limited on Wednesday. He didn't go at all today. So you wonder about that one. Uh, Nate Davis battling a foot injury, limited participant for a second straight day. The good news, Bud Dupree, hip, Amani Hooker concussion, both full participants both days. Very good news for the Titans defense. Very good news. Very good news, especially – for the secondary, having a no offense to Bud Dupree, but they needed Imani Hooker back there. Yeah, and Imani Hooker and Kevin Byard have such a good thing going in the way that they are able to play off of each other. It'll be it'll be great for that whole group to have him back. So uh, then Tuesday, usually the players' day off, the light day of the week, and the Delaney Walker. Retirement happens. Very exciting. Very exciting, but very newsworthy and something we covered and it's sort of out of the ordinary with kind of everything we do on a daily basis because it was a big deal. Mm -hmm. It was. It was um, It was exciting to see him back in Nissan Stadium. That was really cool. It felt very familiar. Delaney Walker was someone, I mean, he was here for seven seasons. Mm -hmm. He was someone you got very used to seeing in those spaces. I was able to sit down and talk to him a little bit, and it was just, it was like riding a bike. Just got right back on that, because, man, I've interviewed Delaney Walker more than probably anybody else in this team. He was he was our go-to guy for a long time, and so it was like, we're like riding a bike. Well, because in those years where the Titans weren't very good, 12 through 15, 
It wasn't 12 through 15. It was 13 through 15. Yes. Because that's when he was here. The two stars were Jarrell Casey and Delaney Walker. And those were the two guys who were consistently willing to talk. And that was really about it. Yeah. I mean, in terms of name guys that you could pull out on a – Jason McCourty, too. I, I should include him. But, I, I mean, they would pull out those guys, and you, you needed them for, for whatever you were doing. And, and this is something in our world to let the OT people behind the curtain a little bit you know, no matter what your record is, you still have to go on. Right. It's not like we can say, well, we're just not going to do Titans All Access this week to all 10 of you TV stations around the Mid-South who carry it. We're just not going to have a show. Right. Because we lost. Yeah. You said win or lose. Oh, you got to do a show. I mean, 2-14 and 14 or 14-2 14 and two or whatever. You have the same amount of shows. You have the same amount of shows. And human nature is when it's not good, people don't want to talk. Right. You understand it. Sure. It's, uh, you're frustrated. You feel like things aren't clicking well. It, like, it's well, just, but it's listen, hard. Yeah, but we can't do a puppet show. We cannot, I, I no. mean, we've got to have people and football and topics and things like that. Delaney Walker, Jarrell Casey, Jason McCourty, all those guys would always show up. They would, no always. matter what. And they didn't act like they, I mean, I'm sure they didn't want to do it yes. at different points. It's easy to trot out there after a big win. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's hard after a loss. It's one of the reasons we always had so much respect for Keith Bullock. Bad, good, or indifferent, Keith Bullock was going to give you something. Yep. And, you know, those are, those are people who are professionals. Brian Arakpo came here and did that. Nate Washington Nate would Nate Washington that. would do that. I mean, we're probably leaving some guys out, but I'm talking about front-facing – sort of that face of the franchise thing, that was a big deal. Because some guys just won't. Yeah, and as members of the media, that's something that you remember sure. about a guy. I mean, yes, you remember what they did on the field and big games and big moments, but really, truly, when you get down to talking about your favorite players mm -hmm. and guys that you remember covering over the years, what you remember about it is their willingness to help you out. Their willingness to show up even when it wasn't easy to show up. Sure. And he was a guy, Delaney Walker was a guy who would do that. And I think you saw that a lot at his retirement press conference. Mm -hmm. The media members that were there genuinely were happy to see him and kind of celebrate that career because of what he had done for them over the years. Well, they clapped at the end. They did. Which usually the media does not do and should not do. Yeah. Quite, quite frankly, if you're in, a, in an average situation, I mean, at, at the end of a press conference at a game, they would not do that. At a moment like this, though, at his retirement, there is an appropriate to it even professionally if you deem the person worthy of that yeah and they obviously did yep and that was their way of saying thank you to him for just what we're talking about for being a stand-up human and Keith Bullock said it on Titans tonight Wednesday night that Delaney was a guy who helped lay the foundation for where they are now because of how he went about his business. Jarrell is a guy like that. You know, the Titans are where they are now because there were people who, who laid down the lessons in that way. And the fact that Jeffrey Simmons came to Delaney Walker's 
retirement press conference, and he played the other side of the ball and only played with him for one year. Yep. He's 15 years younger than Delaney Walker, something like that, 12, 13. I, I mean, really impressive. Yes, very impressive, but also goes to show you how the threads of what they started doing right. are still in that locker room. I mean, you think about what a Titan is right now and – all the similarities between most of the guys in the locker room today in 2022, those are traits that started in 2013, 2014 right. with the guys that they started to bring into the locker room and the guys that John Robbins had started bringing in via trades and free agency in the draft. And well, all I mean, the we talk about Dennis Kelly. Team. Exactly. I mean, we're going to see Dennis Kelly on Sunday and – you know, you're you're hoping the Titans' defensive linemen get around him as much as possible, and make as many tackles and sacks as possible, because you want to win the game, and that's professionally what you have to do. But in terms of how you hold this guy personally and professionally, everybody has respect for a person who does that sort of thing, like Dennis did when he was traded for DGB. Yep, man, I still remember that trade. Well, everybody went crazy. Everybody went ballistic. Doriel Green Beckham was supposed to be the second coming. He had enormous talent. He was an enormous human. He was an enormous human. But John Robinson just said, no, no, not not interested in all all of the extracurriculars that go with it. Give me a guy who can come in here and can be a solid contributor. And you look at that and I mean... On the surface, the day that trade happened, the Titans, in the eyes of everybody, lost that trade. There's nobody you could find today that would say they they did not win that trade decisively. It's a phenomenal trade. Sure. But that was, you know, to to bring in DeMarco Murray, to bring, you know, to bring in those kind of guys. It's a it's a big deal. I mean, it's what Indianapolis is hoping Matt Ryan will do for them that Carson Wentz did not. Right. Right, it's creating that, creating that culture, creating that mentality, showing how how it's supposed to be done the correct way, and then you hope that you will see the fruits of that not only immediately in the team, but years down the line, a la Jeffrey Simmons coming to right. Delaney Walker's retirement press sure. conference. Just to bring it all full circle. So, and then we did Titans tonight last night, which we do each Wednesday on Titans Radio, 104.5 The Zone from 6 to 7. Keith Bullock is great on that show. Rhett Bryan and and you, Amy, and it it really is a good show. It's one of my favorite radio shows that I've ever done uh, because it's, it's, it's a really great conversation every week. We prepare for it, but it's really an easy show to do because we got flowing last night. And, I mean, that show could have gone on for three hours. It really could have. And the question, somebody submitted the question, who would you rather have, Albert Hainsworth or Jeffrey Simmons? Are you still thinking about it? No. It's been a, I've, a while. I'm still, I was with Albert today. He was at the Crucial Catch Luncheon. I didn't mention this to him. I would take Jeffrey. Yeah, I wouldn't mention that to him. He plays too many plays. Albert is in a great place. though. So we do the Crucial Catch Luncheon today for – Titans season ticket members. We do all these things all year long for season ticket members, but this one 
is particularly special because it's for folks who have battled and survived cancer, season ticket members. Very and cool. We had a massive crowd. and I love what the NFL does with the crucial catch to intercept cancer. And what it comes down to is early screening. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Get, do, do all of your tests. They're not all terribly pleasant. We get it. But, oh, man. I mean, anyway. oh gosh, it can save your life, and there's so many, you know, so many stories about that, and that's what the NFL is trying to push out, and and it's something to be proud of. But Keith Bullock came, and Albert Hainsworth came, and we celebrated and recounted the eight field goal Rob Baronis game against Houston, which actually celebrates its 15th anniversary tomorrow, October 21st. Wow. So, so, so we went through the whole game, a game that the Titans led 32-7 to at the end of three. The only touchdown for Houston was a scoop and score on defense. They had 34 yards of total offense to Whoa. that point. In the fourth quarter, they had 299 yards of total offense and scored 29 points and actually took the lead until Kerry Collins hit Roy Dell Williams for 46 yards to set up Rob Baronis's NFL record eighth field goal, a record that still stands, and the late great Rob Baronis also setting the NFL record for points scored by a kicker in a game with 26. And that is recognized at the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton. Is it really? It is. Well, that's cool. Yep. But that game had every twist and turn, and it was phenomenal how – Bullock and Hainsworth remembered certain things. Hainsworth actually knocked Matt Schaub out of that game. Really? Which he did on more than one occasion when we played them. And then Sage Rosenfels would come in and just play lights out. And (laughs) Hainsworth was quoted. I read a quote from Hainsworth that was really funny about. He goes, I guess I shouldn't have knocked him out. We'd have probably won 35 to 7. Uh, so good to see Hainsworth so healthy. Uh, Albert is over a year removed from his kidney transplant. He is healthy. That's great. He looks fantastic. Keith, of course, is just Keith. Oh, uh, I mean, and the two together were such a treat. And our former vice president of community relations, Bob Hyde, was there. Bob has been battling throat cancer and has just finished his treatments and has gotten to ring the bell twice. And he was ironically, one of the first community relations directors uh, when he had the job with us back in the late 1990s to embrace the crucial catch, which started off as breast cancer and then expanded into all forms of cancer. And, you know, trying to get people to get screened and to, you know, that early warning stuff that makes such a difference. But for Bob, you know, he's he's had to live it now. Thank goodness he's doing well. We're proud of him. And it was great to see him up there in front of people. Uh, he even brought out his 99 AFC championship ring to show it off. Oh, good. As you should. As you should. I would always show something like that off. Is that right? Oh, my gosh. You get a Super Bowl ring. You're wearing it forever. I will wear it forever in obnoxious places, definitely to the grocery store. Okay. Yeah, I'll hold you to it. I'm I'm so glad that Bob was able to be there. That Albert yes. was able to be but there. See, I, mean, I mean, what a good group! It was so, and the and the fans, of course, the fans were getting the Albert Hainsworth pictures and the Keith Bullock pictures. This is why you should be a season ticket member. No kidding. Think because about we all do the all cool this stuff. fun stuff. Mm-hmm. 
We do yeah. we do all these things all year around the draft and around the start of training camp and we have all kinds of things and we've got this new facility here that we're able to use and you might have heard we're going to have a new stadium. Yeah. There are a lot of people because we were doing it in the East Club, which is the interstate side. There were a lot of people there taking pictures and looking out the window, trying to figure out where the new one is going to go. And I, I think I've told you, I know I said this on the Mike Vrabel radio show the other night, they had to figure out if a stadium would fit in that space. Yeah. So that's why there are, people have asked, are there initial renderings of the stadium? The answer is yes. Mm-hmm. They Th- exist. There are initial renderings, and I think people are going to see them sooner rather than later. But they were not done in an assumptive way. They were done because they literally had to say, if we're thinking about doing this, is there enough space here? So they had to put, a, they had to put sort of a model together. Like you would put together Legos or something to see if it's set up. They had to get with an architect and, and put together a model, and it will fit in those lots and will be pretty close to the interstate. I'll tell you, this whole process has been very interesting to me. I've never been part of anything like this before. I mean, I've never, I, I've just never been privy to any of these conversations, and I'm still not really. But I have a much more behind the scenes view of what's happening now. And it's been fascinating to think about all of the little details and the little things you have to figure out. I mean, to your point, Mike, will this even fit in the right. space that we're trying to? Well, I don't know. Let's build a model and see. I mean, that's really what they have to do is say, well, I don't know. Let's find out. And there's a lot of that, a lot of the kind of trial and error. And here's an idea. Okay. Can we actually make it feasible? And it's just been so fascinating to see these early steps. And of course we have such a long way to go in this process, but it's really an interesting thing to be around. And I think the city I mean, obviously, the Tennessee Titans organization and the staff and all of that are going to be proud of this. But I think the whole city is going to be pretty proud of this thing once we finally get it done. Well, we've, you know, we've got a ways to go. Mm-hmm. It, it has to get through Metro Council. It has to get through the Sports Authority. They rightly are, are going to ask a lot of questions, and that's what they got elected to do. Uh, because they're stewards of, of money. And, you know, the the way this deal is structured, I think, is quite different than how Nissan Stadium's deal was structured. Uh, you could certainly make a big case that this is a much better deal for Metro than what that was. But, you know, people see it differently. We're excited because I, it's what we do for a living. Right. And it's not like we wouldn't be excited about it. I mean, I, I guess you've theoretically could but you would be kind of a stick in the mud well you probably wouldn't be working here long well you just if you weren't i mean if you weren't fired up about it then it wouldn't be you wouldn't be passionate enough about what you do to do it does that make sense yeah that makes sense and you just kind of be a grump to be around right no one really wants that no one wants that nobody wants that nobody wants we don't like grumps here so uh that is the week that was uh, in the week that is, and now we go into Oilers Titans homecoming weekend. Woohoo! Bob Hyde saying today he thinks at least one member of the 1960 AFL championship team will be here. So that's 62 years ago. Whoa! There can't be a lot of those guys still with us. No, or wanting to travel. Right, but it's going to be an incredible crew. 
Amy Adams Strunk bringing in the Oilers, bringing in the Titans. If I'm not mistaken, tell me if I got this wrong. The Oilers will be honored in pregame, and then the Titans are going to be honored at halftime? That is my understanding. Okay. Correct. And that could change. But you'll get to see all of them. The 12th Titans are Delaney Walker and former Oilers quarterback Dan Pastorini. Very exciting. Very exciting. Part of the great quarterback draft class of 1971. Ah, a great year. Great vintage of quarterback. Mm -hmm. You weren't born in 1971, were you? Mike, I wasn't even a thought in 1971. I was just checking. No, I I for sure was not born in 1971. But that was a great quarterback year. It was. I mean, As far as you know? Yeah, what I have heard. It's like the quarterback year of 1983. The Dan Marino... Ah, another great year for quarterbacks. Yes. yes. Still wasn't a thought. Doing this on the wrong show, I should be doing this with Coach Mack. You really should. Hey, here's (laughs) what I can tell you, though. Duncan has a new rewards program, Duncan Rewards. Original name. Yeah, clever. And these rewards, well, you can really use them. No, really. Save them, stack them, use them however you want. Use your points to get a free donut. Use that donut to say things like, ooh, sorry for that dent in your car. Oh, I could use that. I was going to (laughs) say. Use your points to get a free coffee, and then use that coffee as a token of appreciation for friends for helping you move. They don't need to know you got it for free. From ice lattes to breakfast sandwiches, redeem your points for the Dunkin' that keeps you running. Join today on the Dunkin' app and start saving and stacking your way to free Dunkin'. So what you're saying is I could use my Dunkin' rewards to To buy me a coffee. Yeah? What what have you done for me lately? What... uh, Come on! Isn't that the isn't that the point? Seriously, dude, I was gonna use them to I was gonna buy a coffee for my husband to say I am sorry that I ran into our garage door, because I feel like that is an an appropriate thing to do. So you're just gonna and get the him, least I could do. Don't you think you should get him a couple of donuts with that? I think a coffee is fine. Oh, a coffee. <laughs> By the way, the pumpkin foam things that they have at Dunkin'. Yeah. Really good. Are they? So I stopped at Duncan in Clarksville, driving back from Evansville. Yeah. And I mean, I'm just out of gas. Mm. Not like literally out of gas. I'm talking about me personally. I've got nothing left. Yeah. And I got to have some caffeine at that point. I don't do lots of caffeine afternoon. But I mean, I got to do something because we got radio show. We got TV shows. We got all kinds of stuff to do. You need some juice. Well, but I did. I didn't really want a hot coffee at that point. I just did, I wanted to, I wanted the iced coffee, which I don't normally. I'm not Coach Mac. Coach Mac is the iced coffee guy. That is his whole. That's his whole being. being. Yeah. I'm usually a hot coffee guy, but so I, so I had the pumpkin cream iced coffee. It was delightful. Really. It was truly delightful. I've had another one since then. I do feel that Duncan. Stop laughing, Jeanette. <laughs> Duncan. Jeanette has Morley the best. is in here laughing. <laughs> this is a commercial for Duncan, Jeanette. This is what you do. <laughs> You say nice things about Duncan. Duncan has the best pumpkin of any coffee establishment that I have ever attended. America runs on Duncan. Terms apply. End of commercial. That's a, that was a good one. But it really, it, it really is good. Yeah. Yes. I, uh, I mean, 
I like pumpkin. I like coffee. I like an afternoon coffee mm-hmm. because apparently moms are big in the afternoon coffee <laughs> game. I'm learning this now. <laughs> this is new for you, huh? Yeah. It's uh, that, like, from 3 to 4 o'clock. No offense. Any coffee places just. No offense to Duncan. I would prefer a packed. nap. But, well, uh, they, don't but, have time for naps. But, no. But the Titans, Go to would, Duncan. the Titans would frown on it if I were in my office taking a nap. Well, I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> they would walk maybe, by. Maybe not. <laughs> you just have to find the hidden nooks, Mike. By the way, let me just uh, say, so we ask people to like and subscribe to the OTP, right? Is that what we're supposed to do? Yes. L- like and subscribe. Leave us a nice review. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. That's what we need. All right, so Sunday's big. Sunday's huge. All of the stuff that's happened, great. Been a busy week. Enjoyed the bye. Sunday's a big game for the Titans to potentially sweep the season series against a Colts team that's playing a lot better. I know on the Tackum Titans Amy Coach Mac podcast, you've covered more of that. Yes, please check it out. Mac and I, we preview the matchup a little bit. We talk about some of the different things that they're doing. And I got Mac to finally define what it means when he always talks about Derrick Henry getting to his fourth step. I had him break down what that actually means. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So check it out and you'll learn something. And you'll learn. And you can like and review. Like, subscribe, leave us a review. The Titans Amy Coach Mac podcast, which is also sponsored by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Farm Bureau Health Plans has been serving members in protecting their health for 75 years. Learn about our Tennessee roots at FBHP.com. Who does Missouri have this weekend? Vanderbilt. Oh, okay. Yes. Is it here? No, it is in Columbia, Missouri. It is homecoming. Missing homecoming in Columbia, Missouri hurts me more than missing Christmas with my family. No kidding. 100%. Homecoming in Missouri, there is nothing like it on the planet. It's the greatest time of the year, and I am so sad I mean, that what's, I'm uh, it. Not, not to be a smart guy, but no. what, what is so special about homecoming at Missouri? It takes over the whole town. It is, Missouri is, there's about three people that claim it. Missouri is actually the first school that ever did homecoming as an organized event to celebrate their alumni return. So you have Dib, much like the downtown Evansville Quarterback Club is the first quarterback club in America. Yes, we have Dibs on homecoming. You have Dibs on homecoming. First homecoming in America. And so they really do, the whole city gets involved. It's a huge thing. It takes over businesses there's restaurants that get into it there's all kind of events all week long like all what over is an campus. event well so there's a there's house decks so all of the uh sororities and fraternities decorate all of their houses on campus okay they decorate all of downtown there's skits there's shows there's live performances actual homecoming day there's a huge parade and there's a pancake breakfast that you go to. There's a pancake there's breakfast. There's a pancake breakfast. It's free and delicious. It means um, free? It's free. So you're not free like raising 99. money for something? No, you go in, you eat your pancakes. I'm Where do you go for this? The recreation center on campus. How about that? Yeah, you go in, you get your pancakes, you can meet. Usually it's the women's basketball team. I'm not sure if it's sponsored by a different athletic group this year or not. Do they cook the pancakes? No, I don't think so. Okay. I think, I don't know where the pancakes come from. I don't ask these questions. I just eat them. Um, but then you tailgate. And How about this? It's always, uh, I mean, homecoming is just always What about homecoming when you don't really have your best team? 
you still go, but you don't stay for the whole game. <laughs> oh, is that right? You just depart. You, you make an appearance. Dip out. But I mean, some of the best Mizzou moments have happened during homecoming. Fifth down. The fifth down was not during homecoming, and also was not great Mizzou. Oh, moment. sorry. Meh, meh. Yeah. Not nice. Sorry. But me beating <laughs> Oklahoma when they were number one in the nation happened during homecoming. The only time ESPN's game day has ever been to Columbia, Missouri. Mm, where was ESPN's game day last week? I don't know. I know. I don't know. No, it was in Knoxville. That it was a very exciting time. Congratulations to you and yours. Well, here, here's what's funny, though. So it's I was, very exciting. So when I'm driving on Monday, I'm listening to national sports radio. <laughs> I have to bring this up because this makes me so happy. So they're talking about the fact that they tore down the goalposts at Neyland Stadium and threw them in the Tennessee River. Right. That's tradition. Yeah. It's like your pancake breakfast. So <laughs> so when they tear down the goalposts, they, they throw them in the river. That's what they've always done. They don't give them to anybody? So, well, I mean, they fish them out. I mean, it's not like they stay in the river forever. But the people who are throwing them in the river might not be thinking about the consequences of throwing them in the river at the time. Well, they because, don't care, yeah. No, because they're having a big time, let's face it. Right, yes. So these guys are on the radio going, well, they <laughs> They stormed the field, and they threw the goalposts in the river. There's talk they won't be able to play a game this week. What? It's like, hang on, friend. Do you realize we're in the South? Do, do, you, do you get that we can come up with – I mean, maybe if you're in Wausau, wherever you are, and go to your – you know, whatever school you went to where they play college football in front of six people – that's not a big deal. But down here, getting new goalposts is not a problem. Well, what do you think? You don't have to grow them. You right. just get new ones. Well, like they didn't have some already there. Yeah. Well, so then they do the funny thing, which I thought was the greatest move ever. The supposed fundraiser for the goalposts. That and, was funny. And they actually did raise money. But it wasn't because you know to pay the fine and to buy the goalposts. Right. That's not really what it well, was. Well, no. It was, it was tongue-in-cheek. Well, they're all taking it seriously. They're like... This one guy says, and I, I have no idea who he was, or I can't remember. I'm just, he says, if they don't raise enough money, they're not going to be able to play their game on Saturday. Shut up. Yeah, and I'm like, come on, friend. No. Seriously? You're on a national show, and you don't know this? This is ridiculous It's to me. beyond because ridiculous. the whole thing, I mean, uh, yeah. a lot of places tear down goalposts. It's posts. not the first time it's ever it's happened. It's not the first time it, that it's been done. And, it, and it's like, it's a, and they threw them in the river, you know, like they were storming the village <laughs> or something. <laughs> it does I make mean, but me... They were, but, but they were, t well, but you know, you've been there, you've covered pro days there you know where the river is compared to the stadium right it's like across it's the there. street i mean yeah. it's literally across a street right you walk out of that gate and there's the river and there's <laughs> and then you cross the street you cross yeah. Neyland drive and there's the river yeah i, I mean you could have thrown it from the stadium into right. the river right it's yeah, very you could have gotten up on the very top yeah but they, they act like they hauled it down and, you know. Well, see, uh, here's what makes me sad is you want, like, I want a memento from that moment. Well, they, uh, they cut them up. Well, uh, so and who does buy, that? I don't know. I don't know who does that now. Because it's it, been a while since it happened. Well, at Mizzou, they parade it through the street, and it actually kind of is a haul. Like, 
they've got a, a journey ahead of them, but they take them down to Do you have pancakes. No, there's no pancakes. There's to, to have strength to be able to hold the goat. There's balls. beer, um, but they take them down to a there's local beer? bar in a college town. I know, <gasps> but they take it down and they saw it up and they throw all the pieces into if, the crowd. But if they don't raise enough money, they're not going to be able to play their game this week. I mean, what do we you, do? Are you serious? What do we do? Are Somebody you, needs to go till the land to grow I, some more goalposts. Like, what are you talking about? Is I mean, this person maybe a fill-in? Because there's no I, I way mean, that but, a national... Well, but I'm sitting here, th- Amy, seriously. I'm thinking you're not being serious. Now, if you're punking us by saying it in that way, that's Great. funny. Yeah. I admire you. If you're acting as if you're being, but I don't think this guy was kidding. I don't think he had any idea that this is just what we do. And and that's that's like one of these people who don't understand National Signing Day. What? Why is recruiting a big deal? Well, maybe it's not to you, but Skippy. but yeah, Zippo. <laughs> but down here, down here, it's a big deal. Yeah. It's why, just to swing it back to the Titans, I always believed that Tennessee Titans football would be massive among the fan base because guess what we love? Football. Football, hello. It's what we do. It's what we do. Welcome to the South. Welcome to this part of the country, and no matter how big and fancy and shiny it gets, it'll always be this way. And we can always find some goalposts. We could, trust me. They, they No could've. problem. Like, okay, they don't have any on the practice field? You know, I mean. Can't find them. But I if don't they, know. But if they can't raise the money. Target's out. Yeah. What are we going to do? They're going to have to forfeit. I mean, <laughs> what, what, come on. <laughs> really? We got through COVID playing football and we couldn't. Can't do that. Can't find a couple of goalposts. You should have seen me screaming in the car. I'm coming into Indiana, right into. And I'm, <laughs> screaming. I'm like, I'm like, are you just a goof or what? Who do the Vols have? UT Martin. Ah, maybe they can bring some from Martin they can. to Knoxville. They, they import some from Martin. <laughs> just bring your own. All right, sorry to go off on a tangent. BYOGP. I, I'm just telling you, if you're one of the OT people, you are serious about football and you understand what I mean. You might know where to get some goalposts. You would know where to get some goalposts. <laughs> Golly. I love this They show. can't create them in time. Create them in time. Take some PVC pipe. If they don't raise the money. Did you donate? Did you donate to the cause? Really? I mean, (laughs) well, then they raised like $175,000. I mean, they could buy two sets of goalposts, Mike Keith. I mean, the whole thing turned, but that was a joke. That was like, oh, you've got to help us. And And some people just chipped in because they're. Willie, and then some people got the joke and chipped in, and because it's funny, it is funny. You love a good joke. I love a joke. You I, do, and I love good football. Yes, and we're going to have some at Nissan Stadium this Sunday. Amy Wells and Rhett Bryan, Titans countdown on the air at 11 a.m. Central Time. Kickoff 12:02. Titans and the Colts. It is massive. It is a massive ball game for both of these teams. Probably bigger for the Colts than the Titans, but it's doggone close. Yep, it'll it's going to be fun. It'll be really big for whoever wins it. Absolutely. It's going to be a good one. Yes, we'll see if the Titans can keep up their mastery of the Colts. For Amy Wells, I'm Mike Keith. We can afford goalposts on the OTP. <laughs> Go.
Through our veins.